Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We had almost 700 live watching us after the Dolphins came back and beat the Ravens on Sunday. So plenty of Dolphins content all week as well as heat content, which is ramping up. Make sure you subscribe to Five Reasons YouTube. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. New article from Craig Davis about the Dolphins' victory today. And also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes a new sponsor. It's called Mobile C-Arm. You can find them at C, as in cat, dash armandstaffing.com. That's C-armandstaffing.com. What they do is they rent C-Arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They have cadaver lab courses, which is where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So they service office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses, and they can rent the C-arm equipment to an office and also send an x-ray technologist to run the machine. So lots of cool stuff they do. Check out the website. It explains it all. You can fill out the little form there. If you're interested, again, it's c-armandstaffing.com. That's c-armandstaffing.com, 561-891-9620. 561-891-9620. That's Nelson Sell. Reach out to him directly. I will tell you he'll get right back to you. And again, it's c-armandstaffing.com. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg will be back as the week progresses. We're going to do some more of the Going Around the East episodes. So we've already done... At this point, well, what have we done? We did the Bucks, we did uh, Philadelphia, right? And we did Toronto. We're going to get this week into Chicago with our friend Alana. We're going to do a Celtics episode. Probably Tim Bontemps is going to join us for that one. We'll do a Nets episode as well. So we're going to do at least three or four more of them going around the Eastern Conference. But today we're going to talk more about the Heat. This is a question that I wanted to pose to these guys, and we have not prepped this. But I did get a couple of suggestions on our off the floor feed, which you can subscribe to for $3.05 per month. And here's the question. Who in the Heat organization? It could be anybody. It could be a coach. It could be a player. It could be an executive. Who needs to improve the most this season for this team to reach its potential? Who is the single most important person, not overall, but in terms of going from the level they were last year to going to the next level? Okay, or doing something that is going to have a significant impact on this particular team that maybe is not expected right now. So we're going to go around here. Again, we have not rehearsed this. There's obviously lots of choices. Alex always says that I put him on the spot. So I'm actually going to let him choose first this time, which should be the easiest of the three positions here. Okay, so no complaints. You start. 
first person that comes to your head when I say this guy's improvement or this where this person was compared to where they may be this season is the single most important thing to making this more than what a lot of people think it is right now, which is maybe a four or five seed in the East. It's actually really tough. And you said that you were kind of catering to me by making me pick first. And I don't know if that's the case, just because I feel like if one of you guys would have picked first, it probably would have narrowed down one of my candidates. You know, so it, it, I if I had you pick third, you would have complained that we picked the other two options. So that's why Absolutely. I'm letting you go first. So in reality, whoever is second is the sweet spot. But no, um, if look, because I've been going back and forth between two names since you told me this pod topic. But when you say who comes first to mind, the answer becomes easier. So I'm just going to go with that. It's Bam. Like we've gone back and forth about it over years. And look, maybe that is, you know, it is good that you went to me first because I've always been the guy sort of defending Bam and the whole he's not aggressive thing by saying, well, the team doesn't empower him enough. And what I've always said is it's kind of 50 50, right? Like I believe it's on him just as much as it is on the team to get him to that next level that we all know that he can get to. And so if you're just talking about what can get them from one tier in the league to another, it's BAM's development. Like, there's, I think that's probably like the easiest answer there is. Like, when you just talk about, like, him getting a little bit better on the margins when it comes to scoring, a little bit better when it comes to kind of, uh, you know, just the efficiency of being a more well-rounded um, overall offensive player where he isn't, you know, just kind of planted at the top of the key to run a lot of the plays that we've seen him run right over these past few seasons. So I think like putting him in a position to kind of diversify his offensive portfolio might be, you know, it might have some kinks along the way that he's going to have to sort through. But I think that's how you can kind of get Bam to develop is putting him in those uncomfortable positions, taking him out of the same positions he's been over and over and over, which by the way, were very good. Like they were very helpful towards the Heat's offense and getting those other shooters going and kind of getting better offensive teams than their talent because of the stuff that they were able to do with Bam as a playmaker. But taking him and using him differently, I think is going to be great for his growth process if you theoretically go with that. And so I think Bam is the answer here. Like, I just think if you can get him to go up a level higher, that's the easiest way to get the Heat to go up a level higher. So if you ask this question inside the organizations, the people that I typically talk to, that would be the answer. I I think that is as we say, kind of the obvious answer, and it, it could be the right answer. So I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I, I think it could be the right answer. And honestly, if I'd gone first, that might've been what I went with. But I'll ask this question to Brady. When we talk about improvement, we're already talking about a guy who is a top, is it fair to say Bam Adebayo is a top 25 player in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we all agree on that, right? Yeah. Top 25. Okay. Do we think he's a top 15 player in the NBA? Probably not. So is that, again, we, we can talk about the specifics here, right? Which is most of which is, I mean, we're not asking him to do a hell of a lot more on defense. There's not much more than a mere mortal can do, right? So what we're really talking about here, again, is offensive aggressiveness, getting to that 15 shot mark, which we've talked about a lot, which Pat Riley mentioned, um, you know, being able to use him in more spots on the floor, taking guys off the dribble. Maybe it's distance shooting, although I think all of us agree that that's not as big a deal as some Heat fans make it out to be. But I'll just say on the macro. So that's all micro stuff, which we've talked about, which, Brady, you've, you've, you've written about. In the macro, though, 
if we're to say to, to raise the ceiling significantly so that he becomes the most significant improvement on the roster, does he have to get into the top 15? Does he have to get into the top 10? In other words, does he have to be a slam dunk? We're not sweating it the week before the all-star reserves are announced because he's not going to be a starter. That, that he is an all-star for sure. And he is clearly a an all one of the on the one of the three all NBA teams. Is that is that what we're talking about? Personally, when I think about just him making the jump, I don't think I'm comparing him to the rest of the league or up against the rest of you know the teams in the NBA or, or top 15s. I just think it has to be clear in comparison to the rest of the team, like of their team. Like when you're looking at this group and heading into the season. Yes, he's their second best player because he's probably the best defender in the world. We all know that. But when you can notice it offensively and you say, okay, that guy behind Jimmy Butler is right there as the second best player on this team every single night consistently throughout the season, I think that's the point where it gets to. So it's not really, I guess, because uh, you hit out it when you were talking about kind of top 15s and stuff like that and being a top 25 player, I think he is in that 15, 25 range. So making that jump is, I guess, getting to that next level. But as Alex was hitting on throughout talking when he brought up Bam, it's all offensive. Like it's just uh, when you look at this roster and what they have and kind of not improving, I guess, and making that big move, the big move now comes down to bam has to make the jump to be that guy. He's getting, you know, I don't really talk contracts like that, but he's getting paid to be that guy. And he is that guy on the defensive end. He deserves that money. Even if he didn't take one shot in a game, because that's how dominant he is defensively. But when you start talking about making jumps, the offensive side now enters and now you have to find ways to work him in, which, Maybe you could start throwing and go in the other direction in this topic and start talking about Spo again because we have our, our weekly conversation on this podcast, Spo versus first band of who to blame there. So uh, that's just where it comes down to me. I just think it's just more on uh, him and just kind of breaking away from the rest of the team where it's not as much of him just – because in the points per game, we know where he's going to land. Like I feel like we all know where he's going to land. It's going to be bundled up. Like it's going to be Jimmy, Tyler – Bam, probably Depot. It's going to be bundled up. But when he, you can say for sure every night that that guy's the second best player on your team, I think that's when it gets to that point. All right. When we come back, I'm going to throw it at Brady. Bam is off the table. I, I think this is a reasonable choice. And we're obviously going to put this to a poll, not only on Off the Floor, but also on Twitter after. Before we do, we'll tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We hope you played it today. I've been telling you, just take Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell over every single week and you will make money. You made money today. Use the code five F I V E at prize picks. Um, they're still, they're still underrating the two of them as they're now going off for 170 yards each. Uh, <laughs> the dolphins win today, but go to prize picks. Again, you can download it off the Google play store uh, off of the Apple app store and prizepicks.com. Use that code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Also, we tell you about our product code. You can use it for two different products. It's five RSN. That's the number five RSN for Reason Sports Network, manscaped.com for all of your grooming products. You get 20% off there. That's the best deal that they offer. Go to manscaped.com. They also sell you a bunch of, they not sell you, they send you a bunch of free stuff after you make the initial order. And therapistpreferred.com, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies for recovery and for sleep, and all kinds of other good stuff there. And it is legal. Go to therapistpreferred.com. You get 25% off. So that's five RSN, therapistpreferred.com, manscaped.com. Five is the code F-I-V-E at prize picks. All right, Brady, you're up. 
Yeah, I'll say for starters, when I first saw this question, like I was not thinking macro at the beginning. Like when my first thought was actually Omer Yurtsevin, like that was my first thought in terms of just kind of emerging like as, wow. as a potential guy next to Bam and kind of filling out the roster. But now that we're getting into this and there's there's plenty of options, I guess, at the top of the roster. But I think my pick would be Victor Oladipo. Like I think at this stage, just he's their guy. Like he's their guy that they're betting on, I think, right now at this stage that needs to make that jump. Uh, it, if it's not even jump, it's probably just reverting back to certain levels or certain trainers that you, you hear from keep saying kind of getting past that Indiana level. But if he can do that, if he's able to do that, the sustainability that they have in him defensively, I think is so important for this team because they have a trusted piece that is easily closing games. If he's at a high offensive level, like you have a guy that can guard your best defender or best offensive player on the other side, that's a guard and also can create it for himself. Like, that's the idea built here if he's able to kind of maximize himself. Uh, and when I think of jump, I think it's putting him in the right spots to be successful. And as we've talked about on, on specific Oladipo podcasts, there, he didn't know his role last season. He got thrown into the mix. He was thrown into the fire, kind of what had to be done in the playoffs, thrown in certain lineups that they didn't know would work, putting him in roles that they didn't know would work, putting him in spot-up roles that definitely wouldn't work. They now had a full offseason to figure this out. Like they, they know he's under contract now. He's back on the team. He's kind of their big reacquisition in, in, in general. That now it's about putting him in the right spots to be successful and combining the fact that he's still a talented player. So just looking at the fact of, of pure jumps, if Victor Oladipo makes a jump, and let's even though right now I think he's a six man and he's kind of making that big of a jump off the bench, or let's say he's competing for that starting level job, that puts this team, and I think, in a completely different position. If you have a two way guard of that level, kind of that can once again put pressure on the rim because that's kind of the one like lack we'd be talking about the last few seasons like a guy that can just continually drive off the dribble and put pressure on the rim they have enough shooters around them to make this work if he's they're able to maximize this guy and he's able to make this jump I would even probably make the case that it's it could be kind of higher than than the band pick that's another place I might have gone um I know obviously uh Alex this has been somebody that you've been touting for quite a while. I, the jump here is different though. Like it's not going from a top 25 player to a top 15 player. It's going from somebody they couldn't count on to somebody that they can. Right. Like, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where I, I feel they're at with it, but they have consistently, consistently to the highest levels of the organization. Whenever we have talked about running it back, I have heard the same exact thing. We are getting a healthy Victor Oladipo. That, that's, that's why that is the counter to the running the, it back argument. Like, even though, you know, they, they want there to be more focus on the fact that they re-signed Caleb Martin, that is still in a degree running it back. That's a player that they brought back, right? Like Kyle Lowry getting in shape is still running it back. Bam Adebayo being more aggressive is still running it back. They view the Victor Oladipo thing differently. That's not running it back to them because this is a player that they didn't know if he was going to be back in January, February, March, they didn't know what he could contribute in the playoffs. If anything, he gave them something. He gave them a 40-point game before the end of the year, which like is not insignificant, even though obviously nobody played and it was against Orlando when they lost anyway. But I'll I'll just so for you to be to be convinced that it's a more impactful um, improvement than whatever Bam could provide, what would Vic need to do, Alex? It's actually a really good question. And by the way, I think it's a great pick by Brady because I hinted that I was picking between two people before and it, the other person was actually Tyler. So I, I, he caught me off guard with that pick, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's a great pick because 
you know, I feel like I, when I first said this word a couple of podcasts ago, I called it corny when I brought up X Factor, but now I'm going to say it for like the third podcast in a row. Victor Oladipo is kind of the X Factor for the Heat, right? When you're kind of filling in that category, like he slides right in there. Because if he goes from being like the solid defensive role player he was, who could, uh, you know, create shots for himself and others in the playoff, you know, who wasn't necessarily reliable offensively to, okay, this guy is very good on defense and all of a sudden he is more reliable, right? You don't feel um, nervous when he takes jump shots. He's moving great, getting to the rim, making plays for others. And he's just, you know, a, a, a level higher of a role player than he was. I think even that is a huge jump because I think like, like Brady said, right, you can kind of have the optionality of, well, if Tyler's your, your closer by default, he's not having a good night, he's getting hunted, the matchup isn't great, whatever's happening, right, in a playoff setting, with high leverage, like I think Vic is a great piece where you can play around with that, where he could be your closer, like what Brady was talking about. And it just makes so much sense, right? Because especially, like I said, if you feel a little bit better about his shooting, right? If you think uh, you feel a little bit better about how he plays off ball next to Jimmy and Bam, how he fits with their best players specifically, that I think that's a huge development for them because you could just do a little bit more there. I feel, you know, it's another good two-way player. And so Vic might be the choice here, but for him to actually have a bigger impact than what Bam could do if he were to improve, that would mean Vic going back to, I don't know, fringe all-star level, maybe not exactly where he was before because he was kind of like a top 25 player in 2018, but um, maybe even higher. But if he can go back to like fringe all-star, high level, you know, really, really high level role player status, I, I mean, I think that would actually catapult the Heat into, you know, contender status if they could just grab another four. <laughs> well, no, I, I think you're right. I think he was a top 25 player that year. I mean, he he took um, – he he made LeBron work, <laughs> you know, almost by himself. I mean, if you look at that Indiana team that year. So, I think it's fair to say that. Um, I, I my, my argument would be this. I think him going to being competitive for six man of the year – uh, could potentially be more of a jump and more impactful to what the Heat are trying to do than even Bam taking, you know, that step from say top 25 to top 15. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think that because I, I think they, they're going to need that. And because the next guy I'm going to talk about is the reason for that, but I, they are going to need that, but we'll get to the next guy here in a second. Since you guys took the two guys I was going to take right off the board. Uh, do, do want to tell you why this is not a uh, sponsorship related, but I do want to give you just guys a, a programming note here. Uh, we are the access and analysis network here. And so I just want to let you know that we're going to have full coverage of media day coming up on the 26th. Brady, Alex, and I are all going to be there. Uh, and then I'm getting on a plane to the Bahamas and I'm going to join our guy, Timothy Bain, who you've heard here in the podcast. He lives in Nassau and we're going to be covering uh, that week. I won't be there the whole week, but he will of training camp down there at the Bahamas. So make sure you look for special podcasts from us. Make sure you subscribe to Off the Floor. We're going to put content there that we're not putting anywhere else. Okay, that's coming up. You'll get enough on Twitter, but you're going to get more there. So make sure you subscribe to Off the Floor um, before we have a price hike too. Right now it's $3.05 a month. So make sure you check that out. But we will have full coverage of everything that's going on in training camp. I'm going to be traveling a little bit more this year. um, So we're going to have even more coverage than we had before. All right, well, look. I could get cute here, okay? Uh, one of our listeners uh, said Pat Riley needed to improve, um, and, and I think misunderstood the question a little bit, but I understood where they were coming from, that Pat needs to do more than he did this summer. 
I, I get that. Um, I don't really know how Spo can improve as a coach. He, he typically finds a way, but I wouldn't say necessarily that uh, I'm expecting him to be much better than he was last year because he was pretty damn good. Uh, Jimmy, to me, just needs to stay at the level he's at. Uh, Kyle, I do think, needs to improve, but it's more so about availability and consistency. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, I, I think, can take another step, both of them, but I don't think either of those moving into all-star status. We've discussed both of them. Um, I, I think they're important, but in the same vein as other guys, I, I think that, you know, they, they could be very, very high level, you know, part-time starters. In Struess's case, maybe a full-time starter and role players for this team, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I know Duncan Robinson could be somewhat something. Maybe, you know, he increases his trade value or, it gets back into the forties as a three point shooter and, and, you know, becomes somebody that they can consistently rely on, particularly if he plays defense. But to me, if I'm going to go with another option here, it, it's gotta be Tyler. And, and I, I understand, you know, what you were saying, Alex, cause that, that would have been the other one. I mean, really, this is the opportunity here. I mean, I, it, this is not, you know, to say that he's going to completely define his career based on what he does at age 22, but he's, be, he's going to get another chance to start. Okay. I mean, he got one a couple of years ago and it didn't go well, but I don't blame that on him because if you look at who his starters were with him, it was guys like Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. Okay. And they had total inconsistency for those first 10 games. And then Tyler was yanked out of it, but he's going to get an extended look this time. And I mean, really what you're looking for is, can he be a guy who gives you the kind of impact as a starter that he does as a six man. And that is harder. We've talked about that. He doesn't have the whole floor to himself. He's got to fit in with other guys. He has to show that he can defend at a high level against high level twos and threes around the league. I, I look, he may average fewer points than he did last season. And then everybody be like, well, he didn't get better. Right. You know, just like there was this whole myth that he was better in the bubble than he was last year. He was not, he was better last year than he was in the bubble until they got to the playoffs. But I just think his improvement, if we're talking about somebody other than Bam or Vic, his improvement is critical to this team because if he can prove that he can be a guy you can count on as a starter to not get hunted defensively, to give you the kind of scoring and efficiency that he gave you off the bench in the starting lineup, it unlocks a lot for this team. And it allows Vic to be Vic off the bench. Um, and it also you know, it, it creates mismatch problems because you have another guy who can get into the paint, uh, who can make shots from there, who can be potentially a three-level scorer for them. We know he's 40% from three last year. So to me, the, the other one is Tyler. And again, it's not, it, it's not going from, you know, 20 points a game or 21 points a game to 25 points a game. That's not what I'm talking about. But it, it's doing it in the starting lineup against starters and not being a guy that you, again, you're, you're, you have to hide or you're embarrassed about defensively. Brady, is that fair? I think it's definitely fair. And I feel like it's probably one of the easier answers to get on board of just because I think among the three, and I don't know if you guys would agree. I think Tyler's making that jump is probably the most realistic. Like when I envision any of the three making that jump, I just envision that being very possible. Like I can see him doing that. And I know, the starter conversation is always totally different, but that's the jump that's necessary at this point. Like it's no more about the, the six man of the year stuff. And, and now it's past that. Now he has to prove himself as a starter and they tried it before and it was a much different way, but now he's going to be placed in a role that actually is comfortable for him. He's not going to be placed in a starting lineup where he's running point. Like this is totally different from what they did 
two years ago. Like this is going to be a scenario where they maximize his play. They put him in spots that he's comfortable. But I think the only question in terms of jump is that can he kind of balance the fact that you're playing next to Jimmy and Ben and Kyle, all these guys that need the ball in their hands, and you have to kind of balance, I guess, the act of on-ball and off-ball. And that's why when we recently did the Tyler episode, we kind of harped so much on just the off-ball stuff because that's going to be necessary. Like, it's as you said, it's not about jumping from 21 points per game up. It's about making the jump, I guess, uh, mentally, I guess, that, that you don't always need the ball in your hands to be maximized, that you can have, you know, score 18 a game, but be helping your team even more so. So I guess it's just different ways, I guess, with this specific unit. But like I said before, I really believe it's possible. I think he can make the jump. He's improved every single year. Like the, the, that's the fact Like I know the recency bias in the playoffs was not good. We've touched on the stuff that's kind of fell apart, but he's improved every year, like in, in major areas. It hasn't been minor improvements. Like he made a ma- major jump in his playmaking. He made a major jump in, in terms of just his on-ball creation. He came in as a Nick Stauskas uh, kind of representative, I guess, when he entered the league. And now he's doing this on-ball stuff. He's a shot creator. Guys have to kind of really cover him in a different way. He's found ways to find separation when that was kind of a knock on him before. Uh, the low wingspan, the short wingspan that we joke around about, he's found ways to get past that. Now, I guess the next jump, if we wanted to look at specifics with Tyler, him becoming just a solid on-ball defender, now he takes the cake in biggest jump. Like if he was able to do that, which I don't know if that's if that's like the, the element that's realistic. Like when I'm saying realistic, I'm thinking more offensively making the jump. But if we're talking about hypothetically, Tyler becoming a just a good enough defender on the ball, that is by far the biggest attribute on this team to improve on. So uh, it, it, it really is realistic. I'll say it's funny because when we touched on Bam, it's kind of like these two guys are just polar opposites. And when we're talking about improvements, like one we're talking about one end, the other one we're talking about the other end. But I guess on paper, it makes them think that these two fit so well together. So if he can make this jump, which I, like I said, I think is realistic. This probably does take the team to the next level in terms of just if he could do it in the postseason. And then that's my last point. Like that's the biggest thing here. If he does it in the regular season, like he just did last year, that's great. But I think we really do have to focus on the point that, that he has to make a jump big enough to find things to transition in the playoffs at a high level. Alex, you close. You know what, man? Like, it's funny that Brady brought up the whole, like, what's the most realistic outcome from those three guys that we've been talking about? Because I was literally doing that in my head before, and I was going back and forth between Vic and Tyler. I think Tyler's offensive leap is probably the most realistic. Um, and I think, you know, everything Brady was saying is, is 100% valid. I just think I don't know how realistic because I think, like I said, you know, like Brady was talking about there, the off ball stuff is going to be stuff that I think is going to take him a little bit of while, uh, you know, a little bit of a while to work out because it's kind of the antithesis of what he was doing and his role last season where he was kind of just a on ball creator, you know, everything in that bench unit, he was responsible for all the creation. Right. So, his shot profile might change a little bit. The way he gets his shots, the speed of the decisions he has to make is absolutely going to speed up. Because if you're playing off ball, you got to make quick decisions. Whereas last year, I feel like Tyler was playing in a role where he could play at his own pace. A lot of the times that he was in, specifically without Jimmy on the floor. But um, I, I think Tyler is going to uh, figure it out. I think he's a naturally he, he's a smart player and is one who can I, I think can play 
at a little bit of a faster pace when having to make faster decisions. So I think it's going to work out well for him, but that's why I'm not hundred percent sure how long it takes. I think it's probably the most realistic outcome. And I think Depot becoming that kind of fringe all-star six man of the year player is not that far off either. Like I think if he's really as healthy as um, you know, the stuff that Ethan is hearing, that definitely brings up my expectations a little bit because I've just kind of had my expectations as, you know, this guy's going to be a luxury to have as a role player. But what Ethan is, Ethan is um, hearing from the people in the organization, like inside the organ, the actual organization just makes me think like, okay, why are they hyping him up so much? Are they seeing something we're not? I mean, obviously, but like, what are they seeing? How athletic is he looking if they're just, you know, gawking about him this much? So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with all three of these guys. I think Tyler and Vic um, are pretty – it's it's pretty realistic for them to end up with these outcomes. The BAM one is the one I think that's uh, – we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. I'll just say this. Um, as you know, I've been doing this a long time. I, when I hear consistency throughout the organization about a player's offseason, I'm taking it seriously, and it has been across the board. I mean, they are not viewing him as a role player. I can, I can tell you that. They are, not, they are not. And I don't think they're just saying it so that we say nice things and don't get on them for not doing anything this offseason. I, I, I think it's real. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're going to hear a lot more about it in media day. But I think they view him now as a core piece. I think that they view him as somebody who may not have an all-star type role for them but can be a star in his role uh, for them, if that makes sense. I, 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 that's where they're seeing this. I'm going to put it to a poll. I, I think there's really two questions here, which is really about these three guys, which is, you know, which is most important, but also which is most likely. I, I, I think that on talent alone, without any obstacles, it's bam. I, it's it, right. But I actually agree with Alex that it may be the third most likely of this, these three, because in terms of mindset, I need to see it to believe it. I and think also with they Vic, have so many guys who need the ball in their hands. Like, right. so it may not just turn out that way for Bam, where he gets all those looks. I, I'm just curious when Spo gets asked the question, and maybe we'll do it if we can talk to him at media day, which I think we're going to get a chance to do um, beyond just the, the, you know, the general podium interview. Uh, you know, when he thinks of 15 shots a game, because uh, I Pat didn't just pull that number out of his ass. OK, <laughs> I think I think that there's that I, I think that this is this is conversations, you know, about you know trying to maximize this particular player offensively and trying to maximize where he fits in their salary cap structure, where he fits in their future, where he fits as a guy that they basically made untouchable this offseason. OK, they, they made him untouchable. You don't have a player who's untouchable and then he gets 11 shots a game. I, I just feel like that is no matter how good he is defensively. And we all I think all of us on this podcast understand how important he is there. Um, I, I just think to me, the most likely of the three. Because we've seen improvement from him and because there isn't kind of that thing in the back of your mind where he might get hurt again, although I don't think that's going to happen. I think the most likely is Tyler. I think the most likely is Tyler. I, I think I think Tyler's going to fit right into this role in the starting lineup, and I think we're going to wonder why the hell we even questioned it. I, honestly, I, I I think some of the met the metrics will get better. Got a whole off season to work on it. It's not like the guy doesn't have a bag, okay? <laughs> 
okay, or can't develop more of one, all right? He, he's never shown a limitation on his basketball IQ and his ability to find ways to create and score. The, the issue with him is more on the defensive end, and it's been some consistency stuff and at times some confidence stuff, some usage stuff. Uh, I think he's the most likely, honestly. Um, but I might have picked one of the other two as the most important if you guys hadn't gotten to it first. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code 5 F I V E. Therapist Preferred and Manscaped, 5 RSN, and of course, C Arms staff, Staffing.com. Make sure you check that one out. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.